folks. Welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of 52 Lord's Days. Well, folks, today we are in episode number 33, which is part of section number 3, titled Our Thankfulness in the Heidelberg Catechism. As stated previously, Lord's Day 32 and 33 speak of conversion. And to that topic, the Heidelberg Catechism's number 33 first question begins with this. What is the true repentance or conversion of man? It answers, It is the dying of the old nature and the coming to life of the new. In other words, there is a change in the life of a person who converts to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible uses the analogy of an old nature versus a new nature. The old man versus the new man. There is a newness in the life of a person who comes to salvation and faith in Christ. This newness is referred to in Romans chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. Let me read you a portion of it. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. There is that word newness. And following those verses is the uh, verse of Romans chapter 6, verse 6, which says that our old man was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. If we're no longer slaves of sin, then who are we slaves of? Of course, the answer is of Christ. Paul writes elsewhere about the old man and also the idea of putting the old man away or aside or putting it off so that the new man may take precedence. And here is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. He says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. The idea conveyed here is of one taking one's clothes off and putting on a new set of clothes, brand new ones. And so in other words, is a changing into a new type of conduct. And what is the conduct that we are called to partake of or to live out? Well, Colossians chapter 3 verses 5 through 10 says, Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Notice the past tense here. And he continues by giving more advice. He says, But now you yourselves are to put off all of these. Again, the same idea of Ephesians chapter 4. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Notice that Paul evokes the Imago Dei here, and the image of him who created him, he says. 
We are to be image bearers of Christ, and Christ himself is our example of conduct. And finally, in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul uses another illustration or analogy. He says, Therefore purge out the old leaven, as in bread, that you may be a new lump, since you are truly unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Well, the Heidelberg Catechism asks yet another question to clarify further. It asks, what is the dying of the old man? The answer is, the heartfelt sorrow for sin, causing us to hate and turn from it always more and more. I absolutely like this answer. Heartfelt sorrow for sin. We are to grieve over our sin. The sin that causes us to stumble and to hurt the imago Dei in us. And here he says, this should cause us to hate it. And to turn from it always more and more, emphatically more and more. Again, the new believer is to hate the things that God hates himself. Paul in Romans 8.13 says that we are to live according to the spirit, not our flesh. So the old man dies when we hate sin and we turn away from it to seek godliness. Which leads to the next question of the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day number 33. What is the making alive of the new man? The answer is the heartfelt joy in God through Christ, causing us to take delight in living according to the will of God in all good works. Notice the words heartfelt joy and taking delight. There is something about the new life of the believer that leads to joy, that leads to satisfaction in God so that we, according to the will of God, will do good works, but not necessarily out, out of a burden or out of obligation, that is, but to do it because we have joy in God through Christ for what he has done for us. And what has he done for us? He, again, we already have spoken about this, but he has justified us. Romans 5.1 Therefore, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we are part of a kingdom that is full of happiness and peace and joy. Romans 14.17 alludes to it. It says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God for that. The person who converts, who has a turning of the heart, a repentance in their life and come to faith in Christ is to live differently than they used to. Paul puts it this way, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, Paul is saying, I live the crucified life. What does that mean? It means that I live to please God, to do the will of the Father, like Jesus did the will of the Father by going to the cross, to live a life of surrender, a life of humility, a life of sacrifice, of unconditional love, a life that thinks of others before it thinks of oneself. And further, a life of obedience. What does it mean to obey God? It means that we do all that we can to please Him, to come to Him, to love Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, for He deserves it because He is worthy of it. Now, the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day number 33 provides one final question. What are good works? We have already talked about good works, haven't we? 
But the Heidelberg Catechism provides even further clarification of what good works are. The answer that is given is the following. Those only which proceed from true faith and are done according to the law of God unto his glory and not such as rest on our own opinion or the commandments of men. So what are good works? Well, good works are fueled by true faith. They are done according to the law of God for his glory. And they also are not good works that are driven by the commandments of men, but rather of God in his word. What we do know about God is that God is not necessarily seeking our outward sacrifices. God doesn't need anything from you or from me. That's why, for instance, 1 Samuel 15.22 says, Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Samuel reminding us that we are to offer our hearts instead of our outward things, the things that we can manipulate for God does not need them, but God rather wants our obedience. He wants us to serve him and to follow him. Why? Well, Paul answers it this way in Ephesians 2.10, because we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we were created by God and for God. And therefore, whatever we do, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we do it all for the glory of God. Notice the emphasis on the preposition all, everything, for the glory of God. And I hope that is true in your life and it will be true in my life as well. Well, folks, that's it for episode number 33 of the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family. God bless.